0: Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one magical page of Talmud every day. And our week of Talmud today begins with Yoma, pages 63 and 64, and a proposition right up there at the top that is enough to make you put the book down and contemplate the very essence of reality. Get a load of this. Rav Chista stated above that since the Yom Kippur goats could be used for the additional offerings, one is liable for slaughtering them outside the temple. The Gemara asks, does Rav Chista accept the principle, since a particular situation could come to be in the future, it is viewed as though it existed already in the present? In other words, the Talmud asks, "If you could imagine something as realistically happening in the future, could you then view it in turn as having already happened?" This kind of existential, metaphysical, mind-bending proposition really requires a verified, fine mind. It requires an author of fantasy. It requires a scholar of all things Jewish. It requires the great Gabriel Savat, whose book. The Way Back, I cannot praise enough. It is one of the, first of all, finest novels you'd read, period. But even more so, if like me, you're a big Jew and also a big fan of science fiction and fantasy, there is no better book for you than the National Book Award finalist book, The Way Back. Welcome, the great Gabriel Savage Woods. Hello, my friend.
1: Hello, thank you so much. It a very, very kind introduction and entirely, entirely undeserved.
0: <laughs> well, it also happens to be true. So there you have it. Listen, you wear so many hats and, and have so many skills, but I'm particularly interested in you right now as a great writer of fantasy fiction. When you read this proposition on today's stuff, since a particular situation could come to be in the future, it is viewed as though it existed already in the present isn't this, like, the best how-to advice for, for a science fiction fantasy writer you've ever seen?
1: Absolutely. It's delicious. Firstly, we should probably say, at least as I read it, you should correct me if you disagree, but as I read it, I think the here is using this question rhetorically to kind of rebuke Rokhista, right? Like, to disagree with his conclusion about the ghost. I, I think it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do you really believe that if something could possibly be the case then it's as though it already exists in the present. But regardless, <laughs> I'd like to take the Gemara at its word, as so many Jews like to do, because I think this is a really great catalyst for thinking about the bizarre riddle of causality. You happen to catch me Leo, in the middle of something of a mystical phase in my life. I'm I'm reading a lot of Pininia Torah right now, doing a lot of the, uh, the sort of inner mystical workings of, of our tradition, and it's all about, you know, Origins and contradictions and unities and disunities. So this is like right up my street right now.
0: Baruch Hashem. So as you look into the particularly Jewish worldview of of causality, and I do agree with you one hundred percent that the daf today takes this sentence with tongue very firmly in cheek. What kind of license? What kind of liberties do you think we could take? Because Judaism's relationship to causality. It's a very complicated one, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. When you get deep into the mystical tradition, you find a whole tangle of sort of, not contradictions, but paradoxes. Everything is one and everything is multifarious. And in that light, I think we can certainly see a kind of multiverse unfolding, right? If you talk to physicists and philosophers these days, they'll paint you a picture of all possible outcomes being inherent and the cause and, and you know I think there's there's this picture that science fiction readers will probably be very aware of of a kind of branching multiverse that every time any particular election or choice is made in the course of human life it creates an entirely new universe with new sort of decision trees branching off from there but when I read this I thought about my garden I'm not much of a, a gardener myself I'm not you know I'm trying to cultivate a green thumb, which I'm doing mainly by like dunking it in a can of paint, (laughs) but (laughs) I have a couple of planters out in my backyard right now, and a good friend of ours, who is very much an accomplished gardener, provided us with a a few plants that she had grown from seeds and also a bag of lettuce seeds, and she said, okay, take these lettuce seeds, put them in some dirt, pour some water on them, guaranteed you're going to have a salad in a few months, right? (laughs) And this is very appealing to me. And of course, I did what every beginning gardener would do, which is I sort of dumped them all together into the dirt uh, without, (laughs) without giving like proper spacing. And thank God, now I have a whole bunch of lettuce coming up. But it leaves this wonderful question, right? The seeds were planted too close together for all of them to have sprouted. So underneath the soil there, some of the potential has not been realized. Some of those seeds have not grown and others have. But from my perspective, above the ground, I had no idea which one of those pieces of potential grew and blossomed and which one of them stayed inert. And so in some sense, again, to return to the physicists, it's kind of like uh, Schrodinger's lettuce, right? Like all, all <laughs>
0: Schrodinger's lettuce, salad, yeah.
1: Exactly, right. All the lettuce is simultaneously not growing and growing. That's where I, I went immediately with the, the possibility of future existing in the present.
0: Gabriel Savard author, thinker, gardener. Thank you so much for being our guest today.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Libowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafiomi.